Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Ion Veterans ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. There are nearly 20 million military vets in the U.S. And each week, we focus on their stories. This is CBS Ion Veterans. Welcome back to CBS Ion Veterans, reporting for ConnectingVets.com. I'm Navy Vet Phil Briggs. And again, as it's September, we're talking mental health. And mental health is one of the toughest challenges facing veterans today, with over 6,000 vets sadly dying by suicide every year. Now, our friends at American Legion, the largest veteran service organization in the country, are dedicated to ending this stigma as well. I'm here to talk to us more about the American Legion's Be the One campaign, former Navy SEAL, and still, still a badass. <laughs> Let's say hi to uh, Dave Birkenfield. Dave, how are you, man? Yeah, I'm doing great this morning. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me and in, in attacking this issue with us. So thank you. Yeah, before we dive in real quick to the issue at hand, Cliff Notes, Bullet Points, tell me a little bit about yourself. I always hear, you know, former team guy, but you guys all have unique and interesting, fascinating stories about how you came up and decided to do what is arguably, I think, one of the craziest jobs anyone could ever sign up for <laughs> is to be a Navy SEAL. Yeah, it's sort of a funny, you know, my my whole story is a little bit, it's a little bit of a, a round robin with some time in the army, some time chasing, uh, chasing, I call them my, my bastard uncles, they're uh, my dad's best friends, a couple of them were actually Vietnam seal, SEALs, so, you know, growing up on their stories, and then uh, my mom and dad actually met um, as part of the San Diego Mountain Rescue Team, and flying down to Mexico, uh, to do a, a search for someone down on one of the Mexican volcanoes. So they actually met in a C-130, right? So it's like this this funny story um, growing up with this, you know, adventure, Rin Tin Tin adventure family, a little bit of service involved there, of course. And yeah, I, I uh, grew up in, in Wyoming, was born in San Diego, grew up in Wyoming, uh, lived in lived in the woods and climbing and skiing and mountain biking and you know everything under the sun there and then uh joined joined the army national guard when i was 17 there's some some funny sort of stories there about you know how do you get out of the army right after you joined it right ended up uh going to buds 
you know, SEAL training, basic underwater demolition SEAL training in 97 with class 220. And then, uh, then it's just been the journey ever since, you know, lots and lots of deployments and, um, yeah, that's sort of, that's sort of the, the, the short version of it. I mean, it, for me, it was 25 years. So, and then, uh, you know, retired going on, you know, two years ago. And then during the time when I was in the Navy, I had some opportunities to do some ground mobility and, and vehicle development, uh, working with the automobile industry, you know, creating some really cool vehicles. And testing them and it led me to a path of uh being in a, a motorsports team now so now i'm uh, one of the team managers for chip ganassi racing teams if you're a motorsports fan uh you know chip is you know american motorsports royalty really would be the easy way to put it and uh the connection and the linkage is american legion is one of our sponsors and uh, we have a, we have a great partnership going so you guys that come from Wyoming, Montana, Idaho, Utah, those like Western states, I absolutely love because like as 11, 10 year olds, whatever, you're walking around, you already know how to use a 12 gauge shotgun. You're unafraid of, I don't know, like animals. You, you know, you're trained to deal with bears. Uh, and then I look at my cute little kids out here on the East Coast in the suburbs and, you know, they're all like, where's my iPad? You know, <laughs> yeah. It's such a difference between the American experience, depending on what side of the country you grow up on. Yeah, you know, it's sort of funny. Like, <laughs> I'm sitting here talking to you, and I got a, like a one pound dog over here growling. And I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, man, like growing up, growing up in the West, it was just, it, it's a different planet. It really is a different planet, right? Like, my parents used, used to, uh, used to frankly like pat me on my ass at, 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 you know, eight years old, nine years old. And I'd be riding my mountain bike out and going camping. And, you know, I, you know, I skied the South Teton. I was on the ski team growing up. And so this is, this is in Jackson hole. Right. Yeah. And so it's big ski town. I was on the ski team and, and, um, and skied the South Teton like at eight. You know, just like, you know, just rocking and, and, you know, going, going, hanging out with my dad. And my dad was the head climbing ranger at Grand Teton National Park for a number of years. And before I could go climbing with him, I mean, he had me like, he had me like in the shower, blindfolded, cold showers, like tying climbing knots before he would let me go mountaineering with him. Right. Cause on the other end of the rope, you know, you're, you're by yourself, frankly. So it's like, you got to take a leak while well, are you untying? You got to tie yourself back in, you know, and if you think about the, the trust that he had to do that when I was, you know, five, six, seven, eight, you know, up in the mountains, the West is an amazing, it's a different experience. And, you know, I look at my kids now and they're, they're not growing up in that experience, but I am definitely injecting that some of that into their life for sure. I won't tell anybody that you got, you know, one pound dog sitting in your lap. That's uh luckily yeah. this is radio. They can't see you got a girl's dog, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> uh, you know what? Saving lives also, it's also something you're, you're, you're seriously focused on now with this be the one campaign with American Legion. Share with me a little bit about what the be the one campaign is. And then I want to dial it into how it relates to you and how you've seen kind of real world experiences with this. You know, my, my seal experience, uh, if you will, is not something that I was ever super excited about talking about. And, and frankly, I'm still not. 
right? Like I, I'm a, I'm a, I am a believer in, you know, the, the classic, uh, special operations phrases of the quiet professional and, you know, what you see here, what you do here, let it stay here when you leave here. You know, I, I'm a firm believer in that stuff. And so when I joined the race team, you know, most of those people did not know I was a SEAL. You know, some of them did, some of them did not. One of our, our partners, our commercial sponsorship partners was the American Legion. And the, the chief commercial officer of the race team pulled me aside and said, hey, the American Legion is is uh, one of our partners. Would you be interested in sort of talking to him and supporting the effort? And, you know, for me, it was a little bit of a struggle because I don't want to get up in front of a podium and, you know, tell my story. It just wasn't it's not something that I'm really interested in. There's a lot of other things that I I think for me, I was like, I can bring value other ways. and. You know, the other part of that is just I still have a lot of friends that are still doing the work quietly that I really respect. And, and I don't want to be the guy that got out and was tooting my own horn. But I did also I am I was also interested in what the American Legion was about. Right. Like knowing that they're a VSO, because at that same time period, I'm I'm going through the retirement process or, or you know, post-retirement process with VA benefits and, you know, figuring all that out and figuring out what's available to, to me. And so I said, you know what, I'm happy. I'll sit down with, uh, at the time, it was with Dean Kessel. You know, I, I sat down with him and sort of just heard him out. And really what he he wanted to talk about was, uh, was veteran suicide. And, and for me, you know, it was a little bit of a surprise about what that conversation was. I didn't know that that's what the interest was. It struck a chord with me. You know, personally, I, I've had multiple teammates commit suicide, um, a number of them that I was very close with, and, and not just recently, you know, late as, you know, 2004, and then up until very recently as well. And then the other thing is in, in 2008, you know, we had a pretty significant uh, Afghanistan deployment, lost a few teammates, and then came back from that deployment and received a phone call from the Las Vegas Police Department at like 9 p.m. at night. And my brother, my actual older brother, had committed suicide. And so, you know, my my experience there um, struck a chord with me, obviously. And so, you know, I had to go back and and really do a little bit of soul searching with what, you know, my values were with the SEAL teams and the community. And, you know, am I willing to, you know, help this discussion? I mean, am I willing to put my face out there, my story out there and, and talk through this a little bit? Could my story provide value? Could this help the American Legion's initiative? And I just decided... You know, I'm 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 gonna do I'm gonna do what I can here. I'm gonna lean in. I'm gonna do what I can. I'm I'm gonna tell the story. I'm gonna tell a few of the stories. Now, coming up, we'll find out how we can all get involved in American Legion's "Be the One" campaign with former Navy SEAL David Birkenfield. When CBS Eye on Veterans returns. And we're back at CBS Eye on Veterans. I'm Navy vet Phil Briggs, and I'm talking with my fellow Navy veteran, former SEAL team operator, Dave Birkenfield, about suicide prevention, specifically the Be The One campaign, which is an initiative from our friends at the American Legion. 
you know, I was like, you know, what's the Legion doing with, you know, this initiative? And, you know, through working with, with his, with, uh, you know, the great team there, learned that, you know, it's a 107 year old veteran services organization. It's the biggest lobby in Congress, right? Like they, the efforts that they define as, as generational goals get changed, right? Like, they get solutions and and those solutions are things like the gi bill right like the gi bill um which which built america's middle class after world war ii right like that was an american legion initiative that that went all the way up right and 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 built the middle class in this nation so um you know we follow that through to through to Vietnam and it's, you know, the Agent Orange bill, follow that through to, uh, you know, the Gulf War and you start talking about toxic, a toxic burn pit exposure and, and, you know, the burn pit registry and all of that talk. And then, you know, chase that through all the way to, uh, my generation. And, and it's, it's very clearly, as you highlighted well at the beginning of the segment, uh, veteran suicide, right? Like there is no bigger effort that we need to tackle right now. Knowing that suicide prevention is the biggest initiative right now for the American Legion, who's accomplished so much over the years, is comforting. So I asked Dave, what are the most important elements of this Be The One campaign and how do I get involved with it? For me, it's get educated, get involved and get connected, right? And so, you know, get educated. For me, Wanting to be involved in this initiative, it was talking to, you know, some psychologists, clinical psychologists that I trust. It was actually trying to get educated a little bit because I, because I saw, I've seen this enough times. I've had enough of these conversations that I want to make sure I'm doing the right thing. And there's a lot of information out there. The first step, obviously, with this, with this initiative is be the one.org. Right. Like it, it, it has information. It has links. It can get you to crisis counselors. You know, it is an easy step. Right. Um, and with that, with the sort of the get connected theme, you know, this, because of a lot of reasons is a national conversation. Now, uh, recently there's been a release of the national crisis hotline. 988 is the national crisis hotline, right? Like if you're struggling, you have access to tools. If you're a veteran, it's really cool that they actually called that out. It's 988 and then, you know, plus a one. Now that connects you to a veteran specific crisis counselor. That is an amazing step that this nation took, right? Like think about that. That's, you know, Calling a, a crisis nine one one, and then being able to press one, and you're getting a veteran specific counselor. That's amazing, right? Uh, there's also lots of other resources. Your primary care physician, you know, clergy if you're religious, you know, anything there, uh, you know, falls into the you know get educated, get involved, and get connected. For me, um, I think the next step that you can do is just don't don't wait to for the crisis to happen right like you gotta you gotta build a trust before that moment um and, and that building trust before that moment is uh is being 
a, a human, right? Like realizing that, you know, the military doesn't do a great job teaching communication, teaching humanist values, right? Like, but that doesn't mean that people don't innately know what's right, right? Like being present, having those conversations and, you know, prior and knowing that, man, you've got teammates, friends, community, neighbors, you know, no, it doesn't matter. You could be your employer, right? Employee, employer. Um, and so just, just, you know, making sure that your group of friends knows that you're, you value them, I think is a, is a good stepping stone here. And then uh, the big, the big, the big ones really for me are at the, at the end, which is, um, you have to be willing to have some of these hard conversations, right? Like you need to be able to like put the phone down and, and, uh, say, Hey, like you, like you mentioned, let's go sit down over a fire and, and, and have a hard conversation and ask the hard questions, right? Like, and you can't be afraid to ask the hard questions. Are you going to hurt yourself? Right? Like that's a hard question to ask. And, and so, you know, being willing to have those conversations and, and, um, and confront that is a real thing. And I can see that too, because like you might not normally want to have that conversation with Uncle Kevin or, you know, your best bro, because it does get into this uncomfortable territory, but it's fine to be able to get there and really do it out of love. You're not trying to be nosy. You're not trying to be pushy. And it, I think you also have to forgive yourself and know that like you might not even have all the right answers. I'm not a clinical psychologist. I don't really know what to tell somebody, but the fact you ask, the fact you get up in there and you just let them know because you're asking because you're trying to let them know how much you love them, trying to let them know you care. I think that that right there, that that what did you call it? humanism, that universe, that universal signal that just says, I'm asking you this tough question, but I because I give a crap. That's probably some incredibly powerful medicine at the moment. Yeah. And think about how easy it is. Think about how easy it is to do that stuff. Right. Like it, it being a, being a human is, uh, it's pretty innate, right? <laughs> it shouldn't be that challenging. You know, half the time we're so closed off and, you know, coming out of a community that's a bunch of wolves, you know, you can be pretty, pretty, pretty a type personality. And I think that's, you know, when, when we start talking about destigmatizing the conversation or destigmatizing asking for help, it's also a little bit of a, destigmatizing it's okay to ask a friend if he's doing okay right like hey we don't all have to be the the you know the the alpha predator here i don't care if you're a you know a truck military truck driver or a, a journalist or you know we're all different living a different experience right like we have all lived a different military experience and this isn't this isn't i think the thing with you know, veteran suicide or it, in this epidemic is it's not about PTSD. It's about an experience. It's, it's, it's about the experience that they maybe have had in the past or maybe they're having now. It's about just trying to figure that out and be involved. Now, for more on suicide prevention services and resources, 
you can check out BeTheOne.org. And if you're a vet, get involved with the American Legion, because for over a century, it's been the voice and one hell of a place to gather for us vets. I'm Navy vet Phil Briggs, and I'll be back again next week with more stories from our incredible military vets when CBS Eye on Veterans returns. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Eye on Veterans ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be because Survivor 46 is here and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Devaya Darius. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast, and to ask Jeff some questions because even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Get one of the most successful broadcasts in television history on your schedule with the 60 Minutes podcast. Hard-hitting investigative reports, news, and culture maker interviews and in-depth profiles are waiting for you in every episode. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.